Folks, it's 4 p.m. on the Ides of March. Jughead Jones is fucking dead, and it's time to party. And I'm here, too. Welcome to Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. You're not a threat. Not a threat. It's just, just a, fact. a fact. Henry Kissinger, does he still go to, like, international conferences? I feel like he still does. Yeah, probably. God, that That is where every single politician has gotten coronavirus so far. Has yeah. been just, like, going to these, like, ghoul conferences where they discuss well, they're not their... Where better ghouls. Well, yeah, they discuss the ghoul it's, things. It's ghoul school. I, I, actually, I shouldn't say ghoul school because that uh, that that is me coming down uh, pretty harshly on uh, Monster High. Yeah, no, we can't be mean to Monster High. We 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 love Monster High here. Anyways, uh, I'm Sarah, and I'm going to social distance. I'm going to social speed, and I'm all alone, all alone, all alone in my time of need. Nice. Thank you. I'm I'm Matt, aka Volk Coronavirus. Nice. Uh, so Volcoronavirus is very weak to rock. <laughs> if two guys were on the moon and one of them killed the other one with a rock because he had coronavirus, would that be super effective or what? It would. <laughs> um. So, hey, we got our first coronavirus case in the Whippy Oshawa area today. Nice. Rochester had one on... Uh... Uh, 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 Rochester had one, uh, actually Monroe County had one recently because the guy went to Italy, then, uh, came, flew back to New York City and then took a Greyhound bus for eight hours. Oh, good. Uh, but, but he lied to, the, he lied at first and said he, he was, uh, he, he, his girlfriend drove him while he stayed in the trunk of the car. Normal. To avoid contagion. Yeah, that's so, believable. Yeah. Um, and then the school teacher was found. To, I think the school teacher was found to have one. So we're just we're we're all just we're all just being very regular and indoors over here. Yeah, that's pretty much the whole thing here. Um, I've been to a couple of grocery stores and they're all out of yep. toilet paper. Uh, Costco is out of toilet paper at literally five a.m. No, sorry, not five a.m. Five minutes after opening. Yeah. But uh, I, I, as someone who works at a gym, um. I feel like it's just, like, inevitable for me to get it, and my gym is explicitly not closing unless the either the health department says we have to close or the mall that we are in decides to close. Those are the only two scenarios in which my gym will not be open. It's a 24-hour gym, so germ time. Germ time. Yeah, and uh, just gonna pop a quick... Yeah. Ooh, grip it and rip it. What are you, what are you slurping on? Uh, it's, my, it's a Mill Street Organic. It's what I always drink. Ah, the classic. I, I haven't had a beer, but I have been just getting stoned out of my fucking mind all 24-7. <laughs> yeah, that's valid. I unfortunately do still have to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, I've I just been kind of vibing. My job doesn't start for another week. Uh, they're not testing me, thankfully. So I, I've really just been kind of vibing at home. Yeah, and uh, that's that's basically what we're, we the news has been almost entirely coronavirus-related stuff, um, which I'm sure yeah. is great for Joe Biden, who is going to have his head explode during a debate later today, uh, which we briefly considered recording after to, like, you know, actually have some news. But uh, the election is exhausting. It's just the exhausting. The election's exhausting, and this, the, the, um... The only uh, the only salve to my brain is the idea of future. the The idea of Bernie just using his his spirit burn to nuke Biden to to just turn Biden into Yamcha Crater dot PNG, and I'm sure yeah. I'm get... <laughs> I would love to. Does anyone have like a good a <laughs> good photo, photo a good photo of the back of Biden's head 
so we could make oh Yamcha Crater.png, but with the back of Biden's head on it. I'm gonna post that, and then my and then within the next 48 hours, Bernie Sanders will have to apologize publicly for me posting that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my god! Yeah, you gotta can love we, how that goes. Okay, not not on the topic of coronavirus, but can we talk about how like Bernie or Biden just told like some construction worker to his face, "You're a piece of shit and lying," and I will slap you, and no one really seemed to care. Yeah, and then like you know, former Warren supporters will be online like mocking people who need insulin. Uh, because, like, you know, she kind of backed off the stronger portions of Medicare for All, and still has not endorsed anyone at this point. Like, it... I'm sure... I know this is... I I, I don't even want to talk about Warren at this point. Like, it's just... She wants to run in 2024. I feel like that's what it all comes down to. Hey, sure. If she comes back in 2024, I will be less enthusiastically supporting, but I mean, she'll still probably be my second. She'll still probably be if, if Bernard, Bernard will not, there's no fucking way Bernard's going to run again. Unless, unless he wins, unless he runs as the incumbent. Yes. Yes. Unless he's running as the incumbent. That is the only way that's going to work. But I Um, I don't see him being able to hold momentum. I do hope that any, as as I've said before, I hope any movements that have built up around him would be able to continue uh, supporting other candidates. Yeah. Uh, But I don't think the man himself will be able to do it again. Yeah. Did you see the the thing that uh, Biden, uh, uh, that Biden was like videoed after, like shortly after that thing where he called the, the, the the construction worker a piece of shit and said he was going to slap him. Yeah. And he was like, interesting to see uh, Bernie siding with Trump on this one. And it was like completely unrelated. Completely, like, it's just, it's so obviously, like, like, I, we're not going to get into the thing of, like, speculating exactly what his mental health is or anything or any of that stuff, but, like, something is, like, he is very obviously not all, uh, he, he's not 100% and people are just acting like it's fine and yeah. then it's, you know we've been you've been hearing this from every angle probably by the time that once the, as soon as the general hits one if biden gets the lock for the for the candidacy the media is going to turn against him exactly and people are it's so funny to see the libs calling the hunter biden thing a but her emails like but her emails didn't literally call like it literally worked yeah it literally worked and the thing is that also drives me nuts is that but her emails was also like her emails had some really bad shit in there. Uh-huh. Like, they explicitly proved that she was colluding with the DNC. Yeah, like... To but, rig the nomination. But, like, and the, the even better part is, like, the specific timing of but her emails is exactly when they're gonna drop some kind of Hunter Biden probe. It'll be, like, three days before the election. Because people don't have the memory to hold things in their head longer than that. If you drop something right before a primary, it fucking works. It worked for Biden on Super Tuesday when everyone endorsed him either the same day or the day before. Do you think Matrix? Do you think Neo Matrix got really set upset when he started being able to see the lines of code? I uh, I don't know. I think he I think he thought it was kind of cool. I I, yeah, I, I do he, believe he, he said he, whoa. He yeah he didn't well no he said he said whoa when he watched Morpheus do it. He did not see the lines himself. Right. But then he stopped bullets. He he did stop bullets with his brain. So maybe I can maybe I yeah can maybe fix. that's maybe the next step. Yeah, I can see the matrix. I can see all the ones and zeros that go into this political election. And I, the next step will be standing in front of cops and just holding my hand up and praying that it stops the bullets. Yeah, no, I, I mean, God, I wish I looked like '90s Keanu Reeves. That's God, a fucking look. <laughs> Either '90s I mean, Keanu Reeves or '90s Carrie Ann Moss. Honestly, ninety Keanu Reeves in that movie is just a lesbian. Like, yeah, 
Keanu Reeves in that movie is literally just a lesbian. God, you're so right. You're so right and so smart. In the fourth Matrix movie, uh, uh, Carrie Carrie Ann Moss will be playing both that Carrie Ann Moss will be playing that role also because Neo will have transed her gender and become a like like. You know how the the what is it was it the Smiths? Like the Agent Smiths, the Hugo yeah, Weavings. Not 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 the not the, not the band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you remember when you remember when Hugo Weaving saying there is a light that will never go out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Let's replace Morrissey wherever possible. Yeah, but um, it, it, the, that movie's just going to start with uh, 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 Trinity plunging her hand into Neo and just like twinning herself. Yeah, you have been transed. Your your gender has been trans. Yeah, it, the resistance. It's just going to be it's going to be explicit trans propaganda as opposed to explicit trans propaganda, which is what the yeah. original Matrix was. The Matrix. I, I watched the Matrix for the first time in a long time recently, and it's so trans. Uh huh. It's all there. I I feel so sad that the that the the studio made them change Switch. Because Switch was supposed to be was supposed to just straight up change when they went into the Matrix. Fuck that! Really? Yeah, that was that was the original role of a character named Switch, and that's why the character was named Switch. Fuck! They made them. That's fucking cowardice, right? That would have been that's so good. Bullshit. That would have been so good. Trans icon. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what were we talking about again? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we yeah. Talk about more about Joe Biden. Did you see that video of him yesterday on the live stream about coronavirus? Yeah, I really, I really, you gotta hand it to Bernie Sanders. He is able to have a live stream without getting confused and walking off the camera. And for that, he should probably be president. Like, Joe Biden forgot what year it was. I don't don't even know how to make sense of what he said, because it was basically like, I don't be able to do that for another year. No, two years from now. In January. Yeah. Yeah, as if the the election is not in, like, precisely six months. Yeah, oh my god, there's still six months. Yeah, I don't know how you guys do this. Like, it really just drives me mad how this is even possible. Like, when we had our election, that was the longest election campaign in Canadian history. It was 57 days. 57 days. 50, God. God, my kingdom for that. Yeah. What is it about U.S. political, what is it about U.S. elections that makes them The existence of primaries is one of them. That's true. Uh, Because everything everything is closed contest. Which to me is fine. Like, y- party member, like it, it's it's like a close, it's like closed primaries, except they all vote on the same day, and you could do it online. You can vote online only for uh, leadership elections. But you can still vote online. Yeah, I did for. Well, I didn't vote for Jagmeet Singh, but I voted in that election. Wow, that's that would be that would be that would be absolutely crazy if they did that. Instead, we just have to shutter fucking fifty. What? It, what, what, what how it was a full. It, it was a full third of yeah, the uh, polling stations in Maricopa County. Yeah, in Arizona, that was the um. That, he wasn't like a governor. He was somewhere in. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna find the link so I can actually. Right, right. The video, which I haven't actually watched yet, but I heard it described to me. Okay, so the guy is the uh the the director uh the election day director and um. Uh, Scott Jarrett. Yeah. So Scott Jarrett gets up on stage. He's just like giving off some like bullshit things. It's like, okay, so we, we went down from 210 to 151 polling locations, but they're all poll wherever locations. So you can just go to whichever one you want. And, and, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I can't do this. And then just walks off camera. I can't believe like poll anywhere locations are such a bad idea because all that's going to cause is like, 
locations with like like kind of convenient locations will just get kind of flooded. Whereas like spreading your polling locations out demographically makes the most sense. And then you have like a specific polling station you have to and traffic is controlled around those areas because there's not people like, you know, crossing over parts of the city to get to different polling stations. I mean, I guess it's easier for people who have to go during work, but also the polls should be open. How long are the polls open generally? Um, I think like, like, like what, when I was doing calling, I was just in a lot of locations that were like 8 a, like 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. around okay. that, like 12 hours, give or take. Okay, ours, ours were open for like 12, 13, sometimes 14 hours, so same mm-hmm. idea, morning, morning to night. Um, yeah, there's still chances to go in at that point, but like I'm not going to begrudge anyone who's not able to vote because of their job and transportation situation, but yeah, sometimes, sometimes there is no excuse, but often there is. Or also, or also just straight up disenfranchisement, because yeah. again, we just had lines out the fucking ass at a bunch of locations that are Bernie aligned. In the in the second Super Tuesday two Super Tuesday two, yeah, it's just Super Tuesday. Well, I mean, it's two two because last week was Super Tuesday two. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 exponential. It'll be Super Tuesday four now if you add them if you multiply them together. Super Thursday actually. We uh you you uh simplify across the oh true true. You can. Um, but yeah, and then now okay, so like coronavirus is going to impact people's ability to do primaries. Louisiana is the only state that's been reasonable because they just said we're not doing a primary this coming Tuesday now. That's Which, still like extremely terrifying, though. Just like the idea that I, they can just turn off the primary. Yeah, but like moving it, they they did announce a new date, I believe, somewhere in June. Sure, yeah, that's good. That 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 is good. That is good. But like, yeah, no, no one no one should be going to a crowded polling station. I mean, if like uh, the polling stations were laid out properly, it was easier to get around, and people yeah, are I, yeah. Uh, Star just mentioned in the chat that yeah, like uh, accessibility is also a limit. Like I yes, I I've only been to like two polling locations in my life, but I like the number of churches I have been to. So and the, you know, the number of places that I've been to where voting would probably happen that is just not accessible is, like, why haven't we, why, why are we still doing it? It doesn't make sense that it would be at anything that isn't an accessible building. Like, I've only, I've like, worked elections and voted in elections, and they've all been, every time I've voted has either been at a school or a legion hall, and they've all had, like, accessible doors, like, double-wide uh, and then, like, people assisting to come through the doors. Like, at my polling station, we had a person who was, like, outside to help anyone who needed assistance coming from, like, the bus stop or their cars. And then there was automatic doors that they could op- that, that we could have them, o- we could open for them, just hitting a button. Um, like, all that kind of stuff. Like, it's all pretty easy. There was places to sit if they couldn't stand in line. Although the lines were never longer than four people. Um... I feel like I've just been harping on how, like, smoothly our elections run <laughs> um, every time I've been on. But really, like, you could have this. You could have this. God, oh, I wish. Like, this this could be the reality. And that's something that I feel like really needs to be a huge push. Um, like, any, any Democrat that's not explicitly working towards voter enfranchisement is, like... I mean, most Democrats are worthless, but those are particularly worthless Democrats. Yeah, uh, just, like that's that has so... got to be the central party plank is making elections easy and making elections accessible to as many people as possible. It just it's uh, it's just so like 
I don't want to say that, like, Americans are the most, like, poorly treated by their government in any country, because... I mean, we're probably up there, definitely. Yeah, for sure. But, like... You don't have that kind of prison population and not fall under that category. Yeah. But, like, we are, like, the most bootlicking-ass country because, like... Right, right. They're like, people can't vote and it's good. Whereas if people are if people are prevented from voting in other countries, it's people can't vote and it's bad, and we need to send the U.S. military. Or even just, or even just like the fact that we're like, well, I guess them's the breaks. Yeah, bro, trudge off to work. That's that. That's it. It's just like the irregularities between like exit polling and final results in like several states. The difficulty voting the long lines. Like, I don't want to get into all those things in specifics because it's just easier to go find a news source on all these things. But like every single one of those things individually have been things that the U S has interfered in elections for like that. Those have been used as justifications for coups within the last year, let alone like in general. I, I, I can't say for sure, but I'm pretty sure I saw a thing that like said that the numbers that were throw- the discrepancy in numbers that were throwing up is similar to the ones that the, similar to the discrepancies that we uh, uh, um, oh my god uh, Maduro Bolivia yeah Bolivia yeah the ones that we the ones that we uh, cooed bol- helped Bolivia coup with yeah the, the the difference with Bolivia is that they were it was the difference between something called the first count and yes. the final count. Uh, whereas, like, the first count is a count that's explicitly supposed to stop once the final counts have come in, and is literally just there to help move the help discussion along. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it seems like a stupid thing that's on, that that's only possible use is as, like, a bludgeon. Both true, either but, for I or mean, against who's yeah, winning. No, I, I don't disagree, but at the same time, it's like what what that that just sounds like exit polls to me. That yeah, it, it's it's kind of it's it's exit polls, except they are using the actual ballots as the idea. I think. So it's more accurate than exit polls. Yes. It's very, it seems very weird. I mean, I feel like polling in general is something that has been used to push media narrative more than anything else. Like that is its only real purpose. Yeah. I don't know why I'm so in polling's corner on this one. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's not great to see. I'm in the pocket of big polling. Yeah. So I love it when you call me big polling. Nice. Thank you. Uh, one thing that I that that people have been seeing is like the idea that if there's primaries that are still going on Monday on Tuesday, that there's going to be pretty depressed turnout for people who aren't willing to go out, or people who are going out are going to be you know disease vectors, especially it's, especially it's with overcrowded so... polling stations, yeah, um, which like are gatherings of enough people that they provoke sustan- substantial risk. Right. Okay. I have, if you don't know the answer to this question, I'll cut it, but um, it, this is possibly a stupid question also. I see a lot of people advocating for mail-in ballots, um, which I would also be an advocate of, but, like, there's a thing going off in my head that's like, would does the disease not survive the mail? Um, I'm not sure how long it's, like, outside of body incubation is, but I don't think it's that great. Like, it's it's primarily a person-to-person transfer. Oh, Okay. So like you like immediate sanitization of, of surfaces is something that you could do to prevent like transmission through those surfaces, but like that's generally because it, for certain things that a lot of people are going to be touching, and yeah, I okay. feel like the, the male spends enough time idle that it's probably not. Um, I I wouldn't say never. Like it's always good to practice like general sanitation over right, right, pretty right, much right. anything. Okay. Thank, you, th- thank you for answering that because that was a question that I had because I just I, I have in my mind the picture of this ep- the season two episode no not season two like season four or five episode of NCIS 
where someone opens a letter and they blow out they like they, they do that thing where like they cut open the end and like they blow on it yeah. for some reason to like split it and just anthrax flies everywhere. <laughs> well like anthrax is a very different thing. Right, right, of course it is, but like that's just that's just what's in my head every time I think of mail during a time of disease. Yeah. Um no, yeah, mail-in ballots are a good, great thing to have. It's like it's like postal banking. Anything that like you can use the existing infrastructure of the mail to make a civil service better is generally going to be a good idea. Especially like like yeah. Canada Post used to have postal banking, and it was making money, but it was still shut down essentially because the banks wanted it to be. I think that there's just Happy Weed Minute. Uh, happy Weed Minute. I gotta take my Weed Minute snap. So Happy Weed Minute. Happy Weed Minute. Thank you, Steph. I can't believe I'm sending Brooks a picture of a beer. There we go. The weed minute is the weed minute has been done. But yeah, no, anything that makes a, a civil service easier to run is what you is is how it should be. Yeah. And like, I mean, the again, as I said last week, the idea of doing anything on without the idea of voting machines in general makes no fucking sense to me because we did paper ballots at the election I worked, and the count was done within an hour. You yeah, could just do this. Also, the, like, the lines to vote are so wild to me. It's like, it doesn't take that long for a person to vote. Like, the, the process is basically, like, they... Uh, the, here's... Uh, I'll just give you, like, the chain of events that happens at a polling station, like the one I worked. So, on, they before, walk... before you get into that, I just want to say, uh, the... Even paper ballots are... are uh, no, sorry. Paper ballots would not have helped uh, in this... Paper ballots would have helped in this case, but in this case... Uh, so per this, per the, per a quote from an article, hold on, let me just, uh, the, uh, a TDMS research article, uh, Sanders unperformed his, underperformed his exit poll projected proportions by 15.4%. Sanders received 105,000 less votes than projected while others, mainly Biden and Bloomberg received 11, 111,000 more than projected by the exit poll. Of concern is Michigan's destruction of the ballot images that could have been used to greatly facilitate a recount that were created by the scanners for their counts. This destruction appears to violate both state and federal laws. Oh, see, that's that's one spot where, where it gets you. They, like, scan those into a machine that does counts for them. Right? Like, that's how the ballots work there? I, I had it coming the I had I thought it was coming the other way where it was like they this is just like uh uh like these are created by the scanners like like after images of the voting thing that like you could pull up and just like look at images of each ballot yeah is, does that make sense I guess but here I'll, I'll I'll walk you through the process here so you walk in. You yeah. talk to the person who comes in, at the, who's at the door. They're basically like a greeter. They see if you have, like, the required ID, which is pretty simple amounts of ID. Uh, some things that you could bring, like, include, like, a passport, a driver's license. Um, I think a health card is acceptable for the case of uh, voting. It's not usually a good first piece. Uh, you could have, like, a bill with your name on it, as long as you have a second piece that has, an uh, like, a picture of you. Okay. So, basically, if you don't have... The required amount of ID, you came to my table. My table, basically, you could check your address against the voting records to see if you're at the right polling station, or I could just confirm that they're on the voting roll based on ID that they might have on their person. Then you go towards the voting table. They strike your name off the list if they have you on the list, or if they had to register with me, they hand over the registration form and are handed a ballot. Once they fill in the ballot, they put it in a box. Once the ballots are all in the box, at the end of the day, we take the ballot box and we flip it over on a table. There are election observers from each of the parties. 
that supervise the counts, as well as election poll workers like myself who decide to stay around for the counts. Uh, the people in charge of the counts are the people who actually like took the ballots over at the ballot box, which is a specific job. Um, once the counting is done on like this big ass spreadsheet that has like the lists of the candidates and it just, you mark an X for each one that's done. It's just tally. And one person is reading out the ballot. So they'll say vote for like Sanders, 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 Biden, Sanders, and a tally is marked each time. And then the number of tallies is checked against the total number of ballots that were received at that station, which has been counted by the person receiving the ballots. If there's a miscount, if it seems like there's a ballot missing, we just do it again. And we actually did end up having to count like three or four times because there was a discrepancy caused by them writing down their... uh, We were off by the exact amount of registration forms I did, which was 11. So they they were putting those in the wrong column, and that's the only reason the count was wrong. But like, it's checked over like three times. We were gone... That sounds too simple. Have you considered maybe... maybe, uh, Hiring Shadow. have you considered the voting both goes sideways, or maybe that votes are florps now? <laughs> so anyway, I, we were done at uh, ten thirty, which was an hour after polls closed. That's fucking wild. And like you know, they're just checking. They're just checking. Like, and even then, like if you needed to do a recount, recounts um, essentially everything is. Um, the, there, there's a different central polling station that takes the early ballots, and those spots only actually count their ballots on the night of, so they have a couple of extra counters there. And then each of the voting locations submits their totals towards the um, towards like the, the central counting. And this is done by like the single poll supervisor that's like the person who runs that station. And like with, which is worth mentioning, all these people are nonpartisan. Like these are all like all of these elections are run by like a government body which is like funded directly by the election commission, which is funded by the general, uh, by the federal government. But nonetheless, it is all run by people who are hired to do this specifically. Sometimes they're repeat people like my dad's worked like three or four elections now. Um, uh, but like, these aren't like party figures. He, he's earned, his, he's earned his extended stay in Island time. Oh my God. My dad is extremely on Island time. He literally like, they can't fly out of Manila right now. And he happens to just be on a Philippine Island. He's like, yeah, I'm literally just chilling, bro. I'm fucking vibing. And I, God, I wish that were me. Vibing. I mean, because, like, okay, let's, let's say, like, he rushed to come home as soon as possible because of the pandemic. Because of where he's been, he has to self-isolate for two weeks anyway. So he might as well just fucking vibe. Uh, hold on. I, there might be some breaking news. Hold on. Okay, so, uh, Mr. Joe, Bi- Mr. Joe Vibin is out here, apparently. He's means testing, uh... He's means testing free college now. He says, okay, I want free college, but means test it. Yeah, I mean, that's the easiest point to strike back on. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, people are dumb and will will fall for the why do you want millionaires' kids to go to college argument every time. And it's like, yeah, those kids, they don't want to go to public colleges. <laughs> no, they don't. And that's really the easiest way to strike back on that. But, yeah, um, long and short with elections is that like, I, I keep almost coming to this point, but then getting distracted. Um the turnout most likely to be depressed by uh, the, the COVID-19 outbreak is the elder population, which primarily and overwhelmingly votes for Biden. But funny, leftists don't see that as a good thing because they don't like the idea of depressing voter turnout. Who'd have thunk it? He, he's Joe Vibin. Yeah, it's like... 
every every single person I've seen is like all these places should cancel their primaries. Whereas like if this were a demographic like if this was a demographic change, that would be like pro that would be positive towards Biden. The Democrats would just be like, oh yeah, full fucking steam ahead, let's go. They would take yeah. it as an opportunity because they're nothing but coward opportunists. Yeah, that sounds about right. But like, yeah, like none of these primaries should be happening. But hey, maybe maybe something nice will happen, and like the depressed turnout will actually be helpful. But who knows? Uh, With all the po- closed polling stations, like it's not likely. That'd be really nice. Um, I mean, I'm plus like get... the other the other group that is going to be generally knocked down by this are people who are like you know disabled or immunocompromised are like not going to fucking risk going to the polling station, and I don't blame them. Yeah, and that is uh, a block that's generally going to go for Sanders. Yeah. Oh my God, this is so distressing. Yeah, like it. It's just, just everything that has happened around this pandemic, like the the fucking profiteering, like the ridiculous, like multi tier healthcare system bullshit that everyone's having to go through, like like the environmental impacts of everything, even like all these things are such like huge arguments that are useful towards like free medicare medicare for all and a green new deal and i'm just really hoping that bernie's messaging can stick that message because like all of this would be better if like bernie sanders won in 2016 like all of it would it would be so it would be so much easier to manage because (laughs) what's that onion headline climate scientists warn of a better world if we actually if we're wrong about climate we'd make these changes anyways it, onion article, but also just general point of satire. It's like, okay, we spend all this money to make the air cleaner and our water cleaner, and we have a nicer, healthier environment, and it turns out climate change is fake. Well, all we got was this healthier, cleaner environment and better air. <laughs> like, but it would have. It was so much money, though. It hurt. It made the money sad. Hey, hey. Oh, can uh, we? Talk, <laughs> speaking of yeah, making I know. the money sad, <laughs> I, I know where you're going. Go for it. I was, I was about to go for it, but like, hey, I know like it's a little more complicated based on like, we had someone explain the actual like math of how like injecting money into the stock market works differently than giving money to, you know, working class people. And it is actually like pretty much illegal to just give direct cash help to people, but pumping money into the stock market is actually just an easy legal and like likely thing to happen whenever there's problems like all of that aside hey remember how they put 1.5 trillion dollars into bond markets and then it they evaporated just... within 30 minutes <laughs> it's, i've been saying this line a lot so forgive me if you've heard this one from me earlier this week but um I feel for people who have a 401k that's hurting off this. I really do. Like, my parents are one of these people. My parents are, like, I, I went to see my parents earlier this week, and my, they're, they, my dad seemed, like, actually pretty worried about, like, his retirement and everything. Mm-hmm. So I truly do feel for people who, who are losing on this 401k and everything. But seeing, seeing the original fake money, Bitcoin 1.0, seeing it all just come crashing down in real time. It's kind of nice. It's, it's, it's liberating. As someone, as someone with absolutely zero investments, I I do kind of love to see it. When the stock markets win, I historically lose. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's all very dumb. Hey, what if instead, I mean, like, I know that pensions, pension plans also do generally involve investments, but given that they're also something that's like, you know, paid into, 
Imagine if people had more pensions instead of 401ks and had far, like, if they had retirement plans that weren't 100% reliant on the stock market to function. What yeah. if we, what if, what if that instead of what we have now? Like, yeah, like my, 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 my parents are already not going to retire. And like, my family is like, my, I make them sound like they're really hard off. They're not. My parents are actually pretty okay. My dad pulls six figures at his job. Yeah. Um, but like even that, like he's still gonna have to work until into like his seventies and possibly later in order to actually someday have a shot of retiring. Yeah, whereas like, yeah, my my dad is extremely retired, as you might have guessed from us talking about him being on an island earlier, um, and that is because the Ontario teachers' uh, pension plan is very good, and the that's the dream. <laughs> uh, speaking of government money. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's here. She's she's yes queening her way across the Senate floor after after Republicans denied a bill that would allow uh un, that would uh assist, I, I don't remember the exact thing that they shut down, but it was just basically like sick leave and such. Be it was an like, expansion of sick leave and stuff, and then they made a yeah. bunch of concessions on it. Yeah, they made a bunch of concessions, which made it so that eventually about twenty percent of the working public were actually covered by yeah. it. Yeah, so, uh, so you like have to you have to have more than fifty employees, but less than five hundred, and that particular area of the working public happens to cover twenty percent of workers. Yep. Uh, so did you no... know? Did you know that fucking like five hundred thousand people are employed by McDonald's? Because that's an that's a bonkers number. Five hundred thousand. Yeah. So like. All these, like, big businesses don't have to do anything at all. Uh, it was really funny. Uh, Tim Hortons got called out pretty huge uh, because a lot of people were sent home with notices that were like, you don't get paid sick time. If you have to skip work, you get five of these a year and you need a doctor's note. Um, and then Tim Hortons had to, like, release a statement being like, we do not require doctor's notes. But when uh, pushed by press progress about it, it turned out that that policy was only enacted after the bad press. Uh, because they always have historically required doctor's notes. Uh, thing about Tim Hortons that's always really interesting to people is that it is primarily franchise. It's it's franchises, and they're like the over, the overpower of like the the corporate is a lot. They, like they don't really look at how people run their business about how the franchisees run their business as long as it's turning a profit. So like abuse by the people who own the franchises is like rampant. Because uh, they just they don't give a shit as long as they hit their numbers, right? Yeah. And corporate generally just doesn't do jack shit about it. Like, even as someone who has been like staunchly, at, at the very least, anti-capitalist for the last like five six years of my life, these last two weeks have just been so depressing. Like, just like I've known all of this, but like to see it laid so bare, like so to see that the government can just say. Hey, medicine, like, to just see that the, the, it has not been done, but the fact that it's been floated, that, the, like, people are pushing the government to just say, hey, medicine for everyone. Yeah. Like. Or, like, uh, another thing is a bunch of telecoms took off their data caps. Yeah. And, it's just and suddenly, like, uh, they're, they're not going insolvent because of this. Oh, it almost seems like you never fucking needed that, and you're just price gouging the whole time. Like, people like, desperately trying to keep their business is showing how many of the things that they claim are essential are absolutely not. Like, it's, yep. it's like, it's mask off, but in kind of a different way. Like, it's, it's, like, them showing that the evil that they usually do isn't necessary by, like, so you know, showing some kind of benevolence now. And I'm really glad that people are really calling people out. Like, 
of course you're going to get the, uh, the the fawning pieces being like these brave companies doing these things. But like the vast majority of stuff I've seen, both within my bubble and without, has been like, oh, so you didn't need these things, huh? I feel like it's there's there's been like a really large amount of consciousness about how much people are just getting fucked in general. That's being laid really bare by uh, stuff around the corona, the the COVID nineteen outbreak. Yeah, like the like the Republicans are just running far are are somehow running left of the Dems on this. Like uh, the governor of uh, Ohio, I believe this is like just breaking. Uh, Mike Dewine, who's a Republican, also Dewine's a great last name. It's pretty good. Uh, Governor Mike DeWine is shutting down the state's bars and restaurants effective at 9 p.m. Takeout and delivery, okay. So that's that's like that's just expected standard response. But here's here's him running left to the Democrats. DeWine will also expedite unemployment benefits, allow people without paid sick leave to use unemployment. Bad precedent. I don't like the precedent that, that sets, but it's better than nothing on this one. Yeah. Uh, people who are quarantined will not be subject to unemployment requirements to look for work, and state will allow bar owners to return unopened liquor. Hell yeah. That's, <laughs> these are all good things. Like, using unemployment for sick leave is a really, like, that's a really, like, jerry-rigged way around this. Right, like, right, right, Okay, right. so your, your, your job, your boss will not pay you sick leave, but the government will give you not, it's not sick leave. It's unemployment leave. But it's, Yeah, actually, yeah, sick. you know what, now that I think about it, that's really just, like, that's really kind of just taking the onus off the businesses to support their own workers. Which is kind sure. of how this is kind of how I've always felt about like any kind of program, like like a UBI. That's a, that's a supplement is that it kind of takes the teeth out of, um, like worker protections. But that's a, that's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah, you yeah yeah. Oh God, do you have anything else the, to bring up before? Let me let me uh, let me see if there's anything else worth hooting and hollering about. Oh god, I have I just haven't been following Canadian politics this week, so I can't usually bring I can't bring that as I usually do. Oh yeah, how's the um do you have anything about the the Wetsuwa? Wet I sure fucking for- don't. I just have not been following anything. Although I do want to bring one point of order um which is that when there was the H1N1 uh, outbreak, instead of sending like cleaning and medical supplies to reserves, the RCMP sent body bags. Yeah. Um, so that, so given like improper water conditions and a lot of close proximity and a lot of poverty, uh, reserves are like a huge place where COVID-19 can cause a lot of damage. And if you are looking for people to support during this epidemic, um, try to find some fundraisers that are specifically trying to... Um, get water and medical supplies to reserves, uh, both in Canada and the U.S., because they have very similar problems. Um, especially, like, places that don't have clean water can't exactly wash their hands. And, yeah. that, like, that's something that... Oh, my God. And there are so many places that are still under boil water advisories, so that this is, like, a, a huge thing that, that, that you got to consider uh, around this kind of outbreak is... How people with you know less less well off than you, marginalized people are going to be affected yeah. by it at such a huge margin. How um so I guess that's a real that a uh, bit of a downer to head out of the show on. But so before that, uh, Matt, what are you to this? I, I'm doing the Democrat thing where I'm going to end uh, end up what should be with a hardball question. I'm instead going to ask what your favorite like book is. But instead, I'm going to ask Matt, how are you, what are you doing to just vibe during the social distancing period? I mean, 
I've been like still going to work. Like we we were planning on like going to Toronto maybe yesterday for Steph's birthday, but we ended up just like having like a couple of people over, like a small gathering of folks, and watch some movies. That sounds nice. I'm I saw, mostly I saw... I'm mostly just gonna stay in and play Pokemon on my during my off time. But that's what I do anyway. The thing is yeah. that like social distancing is almost like, hey, everyone gets to live how we live now. Yeah, like <laughs> we're a bunch of we're a bunch of internet weirdos. We're usually just online and not exactly close to people at all times. Yeah, um, exactly. This is uh, just kind of how I do. Jeff Rosenstock voice. I'm getting very high because no one is around. Because I'm exp- I, I I'm in acting social distancing for now. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm just like I, I'm, I'm hoping to get some more podcasting done now that some people are less busy because anyone yeah. anyone who's actually has like a work from home setup and is able to you know be home at hours that they wouldn't normally be home hey let's get some fucking podcasting done if anyone's Not listening podcast. and I've said that I'll be on a podcast with you fucking let me know I'll do it uh, speaking of podcasting, um, the things are going to be probably, uh, we're looking at the schedule for this because we know we've had those two, uh, a couple of weeks recently where we weren't able to get a crew together, uh, to get an episode done. And we are going to be taking this to not like, we're, we're still working this out. Uh, I would expect episodes every two weeks. It's either, it's either like bi-weekly or... Like, we're going to regularly be expecting two a month instead of four. However that, like, lays out. Yeah, how, however it shakes out. It depends um, on the, the news cycle, this, for one. Yeah, like, this, this that's, might that's not, a big one. This might not take effect immediately, because if we're able to get people, especially people who are, like, not as available, if we're able to uh, find some, some, suddenly get them on because of the because of the quarantine state, like, we'll, we'll, we will, if we have the opportunity to put out an episode, we will put out an episode, but, yeah. um... It, it, I would expect to do. We're go, we're dropping back to every other week because I I feel like I would rather try and plan for every other week than plan for every week and then have to and then only like, be doing every other disappointedly week. announce to everyone that we're not going to be able to make. Yeah, it. another another consideration which is of more note to the patrons than anyone else is to switch our Patreon from monthly to like an episodic basic basis. Um, yeah, because that that puts a lot less. That. That, we'd have to change the tiers around, so we'll we'll definitely put out a poll like on the Patreon about something like this uh, yeah. as to how that would shake out. Because that would put a lot le- uh, we would have a lot less pressure to put out episodes in a way that like you know fits like a, a formal schedule. And like we're we're unlike like let's say like we changed it to charge out like once an episode, we would probably have it so that if we actually did four in a month. We would charge. We would be charging slightly more, but since that's so unlikely, it would almost certainly be yeah. less money uh, to the patriot patrons than it would be otherwise. Uh, in the it's uh, yeah, more information forthcoming. Yeah. So, um, if you if you hear this and have like opinions on it, just let us know on yeah, any please. social channels. Ideally, in the Discord, it would be the best spot to discuss this because it would be a good spot to actually have a discussion around it. Yeah, uh, but let us want, know. Also, if you don't want to flag this up into, like, a big, like, discussion thing, you can also just, like, DM any of us. Yeah. Ka-ching! Ka-ching! I, I, I winked at the camera and it made that noise. That's good. I'm glad uh, that you have sound effect powers. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm a Foley artist. <laughs> um, so Matt, yeah. what are you recommending this? What, what's your light bringer this week? Um, 
Well, I mean, I, we were almost going to do like a whole episode just kind of talk about the shit we're doing during quarantine, but we just yeah. that, that kind of didn't end up happening. Um, we just watched the first episode of Place Further Than the Universe today. Yes. So I, I knew I, that I, I knew that you'd love to hear that because you were the one who recommended it. I I made it. I I made a um. I made a media pact. bargain. I made a Faustian bargain with with uh, girlfriend of the mat Stephanie, uh, by which I mean I said that if 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 uh, she started watching a place further than the universe, I would start watching the Americans. Which like that's a far larger commitment for you than it is for her. Oh, crap, absolutely. But the thing is, I just need momentum. Like I I would not be able to if I had not seen Breaking Bad, I would not be able to watch Breaking Bad yeah. now unless I got like through those first however many episodes there are. Yeah, that's so valid. Anyways, <laughs> I just remember us, I did a similar on. I did a similar Faustian bargain with someone. Um, and I made her read all of Homestuck if I read all of Akewood. And that was also, like, a far better deal for me than it was for, for them. Yeah. But anyways, go on, talk about my, talk about my favorite anime of all time. Uh, wait a minute, we've only watched the first episode, but, um, very many times Steph would just, like, look at the screen and go, gay. It's really gay. It's really the gay is the thing. They're brought, they're, they sure blush while looking at each other a lot. They do. Oh, they're girlfriends. And um, I, I, I super didn't even know that the show, like, involved Antarctica until I saw the literal subtitle of the show, which is a journey that ends at Antarctica. And I'm like, oh, that's why you kept mentioning penguins. Yeah, it's a penguin show. Um, my Lightbringer this week is going to be... I just re- I just also recommended this on Fear Baiting, so you might be hearing double. But um, my, my Lightbringer this week is going to be uh, Welcome to Demon School Irumakun, which is an anime that I saw on the front page of Crunchyroll for the past, like... I don't know, like twenty or so weeks, the last couple of months, because it's been airing, and I just like I just I just gla- I, my eyes just glaze over whenever I look at it because with a name like Welcome to Demon School Irumakun and the kind of thumbnails they were showing me, I was just kind of expecting like some fan service e like uh, like Rosario plus vampire kind of shit, and it's like it it uh, and I mentioned Rosario plus vampire because it is pretty much that show but with none of the horniness, and instead they replaced it all with just like. Being friends and like caring about people. Because, nice. So the, the 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 basic setup of the story is the titular Irumakun is a human boy whose parents are pieces of shit and work him to the bone and uh, take advantage of his extremely kindly and giving nature. And the last act they do as his parents is they sell him to a demon for a lot of money. But luckily for him, the demon is uh, a really doting grandfatherly type who adopts him as his grandson and uh, spoils him and sends him to school and showers him with the love that his parents never gave him. Fuck yes. I love that. (laughs) It's it's really, really fucking good. Oh, that's so good. it's been, it's really funny, it's really sweet, it, it's just been, like, something nice to, like, curl up with an episode or two, and just, like, just, like, kind of vibe, it's... I need more shows that I could do that with, like, I was really excited that Better Call Saul came back, but I literally cannot watch more than one of those in one sitting, uh, because yeah. it's too stressful. Yeah, Ira Makun, you can just vibe through, I'd really recommend it, it once, you're, once you're done with a place further than the universe, of course. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna double the Lightbringer since I didn't talk about place for, uh, further than the universe very much because it's just I'm not far up and in uh, to discuss it. I want to make my Lightbringer Cats 1998. Um, oh, yeah. So like Cats 2019 is a very strange movie that made a lot of bad choices. If you want to see a stage production of the very good musical of Cats that instead makes good choices, um, you should try watching the 1998 version. Almost all the songs are available to watch on YouTube. Some of them are split into two parts, but, like, it's pretty much all there. We ended up getting a DVD of it. We don't actually have a DVD player, so we also downloaded it. <laughs> um, 
and just like watch the whole thing end to end. It's just so fucking good. It's so good. Um, in ways that like Cats 2019 is like weirdly uncomfortably horny, it's just positively wonderfully horny instead. Like everyone's so horny in the whole show. And it's just so wonderful to watch. And there's such good performances from like every single actor there. Like they're really like musical theater acting the whole time. And yeah. you don't have to deal with Rebel Wilson or James Corden. God. I I don't mind Rebel Wilson that much. She's very bad in cats, I could just tell you. I, I'm sure she is. I just I, I I have a level of hatred for James Corden much higher than I have for That's Rebel so Wilson. valid. The thing was the thing about what Rebel Wilson is it depends on how she's written. <laughs> you did just call her Webble Wilson. I did. But like, okay, so like you know like how bad Rebel Wilson characters are all functionally the same character? Yeah, just like how uh how uh bad Megan McCarthy characters are all the same character. Exactly. So that is what she was in Cats, which is like so unlike what the stage version of her character was. And of course, like the number of like fat jokes at both those characters' expenses went like way up in the 2019 version. Um, whereas, like, both cats are described as being, like, heavy-set cats in the original production, but, like, it's a good thing. They're like, this cat eats so fucking much, he's 25 pounds, we love him, and think he's the most worthy cat of ascending to a further plane of existence. Um, because that, that is the plot of cats, if you're unaware. It's a death cult. They're, they're a pair of big, yeah. They're, it's a death cult they're trying to ascend, uh, and those two are big chungus. Yeah, exactly. Um, you got it. Matt, do you- Matt, do you want to take us home? I'm, I'm low on juice, and I have to save myself for editing. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, can you just get the patron list open? Because I know yeah, you yeah, like to you. do the patron list. I do very... <laughs> you got me there. Okay, thank you for listening to Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat, just a, a fact. fact. Uh, you can find us online anywhere at HKIPGTD. That's Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook. Uh, we also have a Reddit run by user Bisexual Punch Party. Thank you for setting that up. We'd like to thank the taxpayers for the use of our uh, theme song evil men and honestly we don't do this enough i'd like to thank dr activisionary for our show art because it is very yeah, good we should do so we should good. do that more uh but, just give me a second google is making me uh patreon making me fucking jerk around to actually get into the okay sorry go on yeah i i do need to set that to my phone number eventually and not to whoever's phone number it's on right now valid because uh, then, like, my phone's right here, so I'd be able to activate it for you. But, uh, yeah, so if you like to support us, we do have a Patreon. Our uh, our tiers are $1, $5, and $10 right now. That $1 tier gets you all of our bonus content, and uh, that includes pre-shows and post-shows and mid-shows and whatever other kind of stuff we want to put out on the Patreon. $5 gets you access to a secret role in our Discord called Comrade. And the ability to submit nicknames. I don't mention that channel a lot, but collectivized nicknames is there for the $5 and $10 uh, patrons. Yeah, if, if you think you can do anything better than uh, going the social distance, going for speed, all alone, all alone in my time of need, if you think you can beat that, you're free to step. The thing is, is I forget nicknames all the time, and I usually take one from that channel. So anything yeah. is appreciated. Um, and the $10 patrons are Conrads, and they are able to listen live in addition to all other perks. Uh, so that uh, we have, I believe... Oh, we have two right now. I didn't notice that Shep joined. Hello. Hi, friends. Welcome. Welcome to podcast. And uh, we, got a, we got a list of our 5 and $10 donors right here. Uh, thank you very much, too. Oh, there are two really good names that bookend, the na- that bookend things Fuck now. Yes. Thank you, too. 
Your sapphic Minecraft B-wife. Hmm. Burgermeister. Stephanie Ralph. Pregnant Seidfeld. David Besser. Alex Schaup. Patrick Van Brunt. Alex H. Jacob Sears. Neve Noel Williams. Wynn. Bryce. A sexual fish tank. Ashinu. Alex Hoot. Maximilian Rower. Bryant. Nick Clarkson. Jane Wick. Destry Hawk. PR the Disaster, The Tallest Jew, Non Binary with Left Beef, Summer Geist, Dijon Ace, Chaz Goblin, and Paul Blart Flesh Card. God, yes. Never gonna get tired of hearing Paul Blart Flesh Card, I don't think. Yeah. It's just uh, a really good wanna, one. Uh, if you wanna find me, I'm on some other noise based podcasts, such as uh, Fear Baiting, which is a horror movie podcast, and uh, The Wonder Yurks, which is an Animorphs podcast that I do with friends of the show. Blair and Seda, and they're those are also graciously hosted under the Matt ga- the Matt dot GameCube uh, Noise Space XYZ Network. Uh, I can also be found on Twitter at Sunhat Genia. Uh, I deleted Twitter off my phone uh, a couple of days ago. Best decision I've made in months. Yeah, I don't, I don't seem to get the same stressors out of Twitter that everyone else does, but I think that's just because I, I don't look at it as much. Yeah, like I'll, if I'm opening like my phone or computer, I am generally just looking at Discord anyway, so I'm generally good to to hang. I, so, I like even even five days after it. Like I I, I, I I intentionally like Twitter doesn't let you set. Uh, sorry, not Twitter. Um, iOS. So hold on. I need to fucking be mad about iOS. I hate iOS so fucking much. The little things that it won't let me do are so goddamn infuriating. Couldn't be me. I've never had an iPhone. I have a phone background that uh, could definitely use a black text on my phone or on on my on the lock screen clock or like. Uh, uh, outline or something, but it won't let me. Uh, I this arc that I have as my phone background, it would look a lot better if I could put the phone, if I could put the clock at the bottom of the screen. It won't let me. I don't want to cover up the cool art of mine and my girlfriend's personas on my phone, but the iPhone will not let me move my apps into a way that will expose our faces. It's so fucking stupid, and I hate this piece of shit technology. I cannot wait to get a new phone so I can get out of the iPhone. But anyways. I um, moved the giant bomb I be, so that it wouldn't uh, because Twitter is like on the top left of my homepage. Uh, I I'm kind of like instinctively drawn to it, and so that I wouldn't accidentally open like Telegram or something else that would have slid in. I slid the giant bomb app in there. So every time I go to Twitter, I just open giant bomb the app and I watch a bit of a video and I'm like, oh, this nice. is much better. Um, <sighs> I'm Matt. You can find me on such noise space podcasts. Noise Space Podcasts as uh, Tuning Fork, which uh, recently put out an episode on uh, Waves, King of the Beach. We make many landlord jokes within. Uh, I'm also on Giants Confirm, which is a run-through of the discography of They Might Be Giants, which is actually going to be putting up two episodes soon. Uh, One is going to be the recording about uh, the album factory showroom that we did a couple of weeks ago and then the other upload is going to be a bonus episode which is our crossover with this might be a podcast where we talked about the song sense around which is actually a bonus track off the japanese edition and was also on the mighty morphin power rangers soundtrack uh two things one when you get when you get to join us let me know because that's like one of my favorite oh you know it uh or nanobots i also love nanobots it's good, because um, I, I feel like it'll be harder to get people in general for some of the later albums. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be that'd be a nice pull. Yeah, I, 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 I haven't kept up with their most recent stuff, but I should, because it's like it's all good. Like Nice. Um and two, um we brought up uh They Might Be Giants came up on today's recording of uh Fear Rating because we watched Coraline. Oh hell yeah. John Linnell plays the other dad uh, plays the uh, other father. Sing, sing specifically only singing voice because right. otherwise he is played by John Hodgman. He is still played by John Hodgman otherwise, yes. 
But hearing John Miles, because I've, I've been like trying to figure out who, why the uh, why the other why the father's voice sounded so familiar in the movie, and I couldn't peg it. And then I hear John Linnell's pipe like pipes belting out a impromptu uh-huh. song, and I'm like, oh, okay. Did you bring up the fact that the movie was almost originally just fully scored by the MIT Giants? Fuck, was it really? Yeah, they did a whole bunch of songs for it. Only one of them was ever released in any form. Uh, the song Careful What You Pack from the Else was originally written for Coraline, but they actually have not put, or at least have not said that they've put out any of the other stuff. They they made a whole bunch of stuff for it, but it wasn't, I don't know if it was scored or if it was just going to be like the soundtrack in general, but they uh, had originally made a lot of that, music for it. Does that timeline line up? Coraline was 09 and the Else was 07. I, I think it was pretty early in production. Oh, okay. That's fair. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's everything, right? I think that's everything. So, um, thank you for listening to Henry Christopher's Pokemon Going to Die and Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori.